You're listening to Beyond the Chart, where we go off the record with Baton Rouge General's medical elite. I'm your host, Brogan Taj. Let's get charting. Welcome back. It's me, your host, Brogan, and I have another special edition of Beyond the Chart. You can call Diane Tate many things. A wife, a mother, a philanthropist, a friend, but you can also call her a cancer survivor. And she's here to share her inspiring story. All right. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. All right. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Really um, am. All grateful. right. Well, I'm sure a lot of people who are already listening to this know a lot about you, but tell, for people who don't, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, you know, my full-time job, if you will, is a volunteer with the Baton Rouge Symphony. I chair um, the Irene W. and C.B. Pennington Foundation, great <laughs> performers and concert series. Ooh, tell me more about that. So we are bringing, um, every year we bring in a guest artist, and of course the bene- it's a benefit concert mm-hmm. that um, they go, the money goes towards the Baton Rouge Symphony, and so it's uh, usually like a great performer, hence mm-hmm. the title. Yeah. Um, sometimes we brought in Ixhak Perlman, Yo-Yo Ma, Diana Ross. This past year we had uh, Hilary Hahn to celebrate our 20-year anniversary awesome. of the series, so that was fun. It's always fun, you know, because these concerts – you know, when you attend them, it's like everybody's happy at the same time. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of joy. Can you give us any hints on other people that might be coming up? Well, I can tell you the date is March the 2nd, and we, Paul and I, will be making that announcement September 14th. Okay. At the Symphony so Concert. Not, so, yeah, I hope to not, see you all there. It's going to be fabulous. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Like, are you from here? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm originally from Delaware. I moved okay. here with my dad when we were about 12 years old. And okay. I remember when we drove up into Louisiana, I'm like, Dad, I'm like, this is hot. It's so hot here. Can you <laughs> just go back home? He goes, welcome home. But um, I'm glad we did because I met my husband in the high school. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been married for 40 years. And so we met in high school band. So oh, what did you play in band? I played oboe and my husband, Johnny, played French horn. Oh, I so, love that. Yeah, so we're kind of like the band nerd. Do y'all still play? No, indeed. We just appreciate the music. You, know, <laughs> you would not want me to play. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, um, I guess we'll kind of get down to the reason, you know, we're here on the podcast today, and that's uh, talk about cancer. You're a cancer survivor. Yes, ma'am. So let's take it back before you even, like, got a cancer diagnosis. Like, what led you there? Well, you know, I was I had two um, cysts, if you will call them that, mm-hmm. um, that I had been watching for a long time. And so I actually labeled them, you know, um, uh, Abbott and Costello because okay. they, were just, they were just with me forever. And so I would how, get... How old were you when you found out about the so cysts? I was probably, um, I probably knew about 15 years ago. Okay. So, or maybe 12 years ago. So I've been going for mammograms every six months. Okay. So, and that probably started happening. You know, I'm probably lying about that. It was probably more like six years ago. Okay. When they, when I had those two pop up. So mm-hmm. they kept watching him. And so I'd go in for a mammogram, I'd come back and they were just dense, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, they'd say, Oh, you're fine. You know, they do the, um, always going for my mammogram. I'd pack a lunch because mm-hmm. I knew I had to go in back for an ultrasound and so I was always released because yeah. they would just so this particular year last year no wait oh I guess it would have been October 2021 yeah. yeah that's right so I, w- I went in and so sure enough you know I'm in there with the, the two people you always start with you know the person mm-hmm. that's doing the mammogram and then somebody else walks in and then somebody else walks in and I'm like okay what is this you know I know yeah. that I have Tom and you know well you know Abbott and Costello over here <laughs> and so well Miss Tate we found something else okay and I'm like, wow. And so that was October the 11th on that day. And so they said for me to, um, they advised I see uh, 
a breast specialist mm-hmm. ASAP. So immediately I, I you know, thought about Dr. Bonner. I'm like, I think I may even text him like I need to yeah. him, please help me. And so I went in that week and they did a needle biopsy. And sure enough, um, I guess it was maybe a couple days later, yeah. you know, they wait for the test to come back. And he called me to let me know. In fact, I was working on a concert when yeah. he called me. I was like, WAB, and here I am working with somebody. And yeah. so he calls me and I, I'm talking to him on the phone. He goes, well, it's stage one. Oh, my gosh. And my first reaction was like, um, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to my hair? I hate to sound so vain, but, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and then what's going to happen to my husband? And, you know, then yeah, okay. I guess so, the news settles in. Yeah, so you kind of, like, set a date October 11th. Why is that date, like? It, yeah, that's my daughter's birthday. Okay. It's like, isn't that funny? I'm like, wait a minute. You know, that's so that's, what, that's how you, like, yeah. remember it, how you know it. Yeah, Like, I off guess, the top of your head like right. that. Yeah. Okay, so, and you said you were at, like, working at WAFB on a, um, getting ready for a concert, concert and stuff and you got the phone call and the, that's the first thing that went through your head was um like my family yeah like are you gonna lose your hair yeah and then and then okay. my hair isn't that stupid and it's like and then I was like well he said Diane let's wait and see and I'm like because I had brain surgery okay. at Mayo clinic in 2000 it's been 20 years yeah but I mean you don't I told Dr. Bonner I said you do not want to see this head bald <laughs> you know, without hair because he goes well Diane let's just wait and see what yeah. happens when you get the results back it may not happen you know you may not have to have yeah, the chemo. yeah. So did you end up having chemo? No, I did not. So actually we did rounds of radiation. I did like a fast track, if you will. I started okay. in, I think it was November. Okay. And then I finished in January. And okay. So, so and you only had stage one breast correct, cancer. Stage okay. one, yes. So it was caught pretty early because you were going in every six months for mammograms. That's right. And you originally found the cysts like because you were just getting your regular mammogram? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, they, and isn't that funny? It's like, and that's why... All these preventative tests that you mm-hmm. can do—I don't care if it's like for diabetes or cancer or yeah. you know, anything—you can help yourself on the front end. Yeah, you know, it's beneficial towards the end because then you might wind up staying here longer or living longer because yeah. of it. You know. Um. So, did you do you have any family history or anything of breast cancer? My my maternal aunt on my mom my mom's side had mm-hmm. breast cancer. Okay. And then other than that, you know, of course, I have cancer in my family. Yeah. Uh, my dad, um, his dad had. I'm sorry, his mother had ovarian cancer. So, okay. you know, they watch, They were watching mm-hmm. me anyway. So um, I think some of these, I think there's a test they can do too. I don't yeah. know the name of it. It's the like BRCA gene. BRCA, yes. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I advise that for anybody because it helps yeah. you figure out where you are and then what you can do in the process, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, and I've, of course, I think, I believe I had that too, you know, so. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you got the call. And you did the fast track with the radiation stuff. How long did you do radiation? I think it was 16 um, sessions. So what is that, like four months? I mean, four yeah, weeks, I'm sorry. Probably. It was funny because Johnny um, does a lot with the Washington Mardi Gras mm-hmm. because of Lee Michelson. So we were, um, I finished just in time to go to Washington Mardi Gras. Okay. And I was exhausted, but it's like, and then I was actually working on two events during yeah. radiation. I would have radiation at the Pennington um, Cancer Center, and then I'd go to Pennington to help Paula work on the Renee Fleming event. So yeah. it was like I had a good... Um, so you just kept busy the whole time. Yeah, and, you know, you don't think about it. You know, if you're tired, it's like, okay, well, just keep moving. You know, you can sleep later. But um, Wow, so that's how you got through it. You just kept trucking, kept yeah. working and stuff. Um, did you tell a lot of people? No, I did not. You know why? Because... Um, because of those two events I was mm-hmm. working on, I was like, if I tell, if you mention the C word to people, the yeah. first thing they're going to think of, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And we had just, Paul and I had just started working on this Pennington thing mm-hmm. for, with Renee Fleming, where she came to the um, the Pennington Center. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I were to tell 
a lot of people. Yeah. I don't want them to think, what are we going to do about the event? I didn't want them to worry about the event. Mm-hmm. Paula knew, of course, and my close friends. But, um, yeah, I, didn't, I was afraid to tell too many people. I did tell Eric Marshall at the symphony office yeah. that I, you know, I had been diagnosed. And, you know, obviously that um, I looked really good as far as my prognosis, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't really want to tell. And then it's funny because when I was at the AFB and I was yeah. driving home, I'm like, okay, God, it's just me and you that know this right now, Dr. Bonner. I'm like, how am I going to tell my husband? Because you don't. Yeah. Yeah. How do you tell somebody? somebody. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to tell him. And he was very supportive. He's like, oh, yeah. He said, well, we'll get through this. You know, it was mm-hmm. like no big deal, you know, which is good. Yeah. You know, because you don't want overreaction. Yeah. So like besides the keeping busy and stuff, um, what else did you do to like get like, what was your mindset like with cancer? Well, you know, I just, I, I go, I'm a very, I have a God is my center. Mm-hmm. God is my core. And so I, I find that, um, you just tap into that when you're going through something rough, it's like, okay, God, it, hold on to me, you know, and mm-hmm. there are times, of course, everybody goes through something where they, um, think they don't have the strength. What's not even our strength that gets mm-hmm. us through us is obviously God. And so I, there was a lot of moments in my time. It's like, okay, God, you know, don't leave, don't leave me. You know, you mm-hmm. said you wouldn't leave me. You said you'd always be here, you know, and you're, you're the truth. So you can't lie. So, you know, you're going to forever and so yeah so that I found that I went through my faith Mm -hmm. went back to that to help me um get through it and just supportive friends you know the people that did know were very very supportive they were calling me and like Mm -hmm. okay what do you want to do today I'm like I want to go to dinner you know okay yeah yeah did you find that people were like oh my god why didn't you tell me once you did start telling people were people mad yes I had one person in particular I'm not going to name but she was like Diana would have been praying for you in fact a bunch of people Diana would have been praying for you and so maybe I should have yeah with hindsight told more people because you then you would have had even more support Mm -hmm. you know and yeah yeah and so that was probably crazy on my my like thinking not to say something yeah I, I feel have. like I feel like usually people you know kind of tell more than their inner circle you know the news spreads and stuff right but. well isn't that funny I, I went from not saying anything to here I am on a mic you know, yeah talking, talking about it right? yeah right. well that's great I'm so glad you're here sharing your story yeah I think it's important um so what happened after radiation you said you went to Washington Mardi Gras and then we went right into it was funny because we were supposed to have a manual acts in February that Mm -hmm. was you know it was just busy with events yeah I was just busy because we had to move that to the fall and then you had Renee Fleming Mm -hmm. coming up did you ever like miss a beat on any of this or you just kept no I just kept wow kept, kept going and like do you ever find yourself too like when you're a spot it's like okay you you see the end result. You yeah. see the stop sign, but you can't pay attention to anything that's mm-hmm. in the middle. You just keep, you focus on the stop sign. Yeah. You just got to keep moving yeah. until you get there. If I can get through this, I can get to this. So yeah. I can get to this, so I can, you know, yeah. and those then, next steps. And then yeah. it's and then it's funny because you look back and you're like, okay, how to get to the end of the road? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, you just Because like going through radiation is like a big deal. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I was in there and I want to say to the, thank goodness for the, I call them my family. There was mm-hmm. the, the A team because I had yeah. Alexis. I had, um, Alex, I had um, Alexa. Yeah. I was like, Alexa, are we ready for radiation? <laughs> I was like, but um, yeah, they they were uh, helping me a lot. And because I saw them so often, it, it was um, very heartwarming ooh, to be with them because um, you weren't just like somebody they were putting in a machine. They were like, well, how can we help you with this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're right here. We're not going to leave you. And then, of course, you know, when the machine comes on, we'll be outside. So yeah. you just let us know. But um, there was a lot of support in that room, a lot of support in that room. And I mean, I did break down a couple times because it, when you're looking at that green light for the first time thinking, oh my gosh, this machine is going to be mm-hmm. hitting me in just a minute. You know, I hope they don't take something tell, off. Tell our audience like a little bit more about radiation. Like, cause I mean, 
hopefully most people won't have to experience that in their lifetime, but like, it's not something you know, people know a lot about. Right. Well, it's like a, it's like a tunnel, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you, when your car goes through a tunnel, well, picture your, your body being in a tunnel and whatever point they're trying to um, address, mine was in my right breast. And so you're laying there and you're like, and there's a light at the, on the ceiling. That's mm-hmm. this looks like a, it is a laser light. Yeah. Right. And you're, and it just zooms in on the certain spot and they have you marked Mm-hmm. You look like a, um, it's funny because you look like a target, yeah. a gun target, because it, I mean, like I had all these markings on me so they know where to go yeah. with the radiation. And so as you lay there, you have to be real still. Um, they have music, whatever music you want to listen mm-hmm. to. It's like, actually, I know Eric Showalter and I were joking because he was, he would, I would meet him every now and yeah, then yeah. to talk about this because I was sharing, he was sharing his story and I was sharing yeah. mine. And so he was like dying. I felt like I was in a spa. Yeah. But it's true because you lay there and they're bringing the blanket. I mean, it's like, okay, so. You were in and out of there. It took me f- longer to get dressed than it did for the actual treatment. Okay, it wow. was crazy. But in, you know, I didn't feel anything. Every now and then, it may have been in my mind. It felt a little warm mm-hmm. in that area, but uh, you know, it could have just been me. You wow. Know? But okay. um, yeah, it's just like you're in a tunnel and then you come out of the tunnel. You know, and that's crazy. And so you said it was about four months of treatment. Yes. Um, let's no. Um, let's see, sixteen treatments. So that would have been November, December, January. Okay. So yeah. Wow. Quick. And that, it's funny because they give you this um, chart mm-hmm. of when you start and then they have the last time and then there's a red line that they have down there. They wrote on their finish line. Okay. So I'm um, like, they give you something to look forward to. Uh-huh. You know? So it's like, you know, you're counting down the days like kids do on vacation. Yeah. Like summer vacation is going to be yeah, here in yeah. five days, you know, so you're counting down the days of radiation. Awesome. Um. So what, what did it feel like to finish? Oh my gosh. It was like a blessing. It was a very big blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh. What did you do to celebrate like that day? Oh, I went to eat. Okay. What did people in Louisiana do? They go to celebrate. You know, I went with the friends, the close mm-hmm. friends that I had told initially. We all met together. Um, well, actually, I didn't realize this. My husband had planned a dinner. Okay. And so we go there, and of course, he's got roses everywhere—the pink oh. roses to you know for the breast cancer. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just to celebrate. I mean, I really. When you think about going through, and everybody's going through something that they yeah. can relate with, and say, "Oh my gosh, I survived that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still here." whether it's a car wreck, whether it's cancer, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, situation with their health. And that's what you find yourself bringing yourself back into focus going, mm-hmm. okay, wait a minute, what is really priority in my life? Mm-hmm. And what is the most important thing in my life? And, you know, just the fact that God has allowed me to continue to be here. He obviously has a mission for every one of us. Yeah. You know? So when you finished the radiation, um, was it like, okay, like I'm cancer, like you knew from that point it's you're cancer free or do you have to like wait for more results or how does that work? Well, you know what? It's funny because you do, you have to, I see a doctor probably every two months, I think. Mm-hmm. I either see the radio, radio, radio oncologist, is that how I'm saying that correctly? And then Dr. Bonner and then Andy Love and then um, I see Kelly Schmickley, yeah. you know, my oncologist. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I'm seeing everybody like somebody every two months just to keep track. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the breast exams. I go for the... Um, ultrasounds in fact I have one next week and then I see Dr. Bonner the day after yeah. you know just to see how everything looks you know so um they do follow up greatly with that just to yeah. make sure you know and then of course the, I guess the biggest thing is like mine was um caused by the hormone I was taking okay. so which a lot of women in this world take you know okay well tell us what more about that what was the so, hormone yes that's what every woman takes you know when they uh-huh. go through menopause they start okay. this estradiol and so I was on that and that is what they figured for me, was the cause of okay. my cancer. And so I meet Dr. Bonner's like, I mean, stop taking the hormone. Okay. Um, wow. And so, and because of that, you know, there's just, you know, because you don't have this medicine in you anymore, you're dealing with the symptoms of menopause mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's been trying part insomnia, but 
I'd rather be fighting insomnia than fighting cancer. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, because I'm going back, it's that, and they were so assured that they got everything in my mind. You know, I know they're still monitoring me, Mm -hmm. but in my mind, I'm thinking, well, they got it. The fields were clear. The margins were clear. So I'm just going to stay right there with that and not think about it possibly coming back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of funny because when I had the brain surgery, you know, 20 years ago, I remember thinking, what if I have another seizure? What will happen? And so I guess you just have to give yourself time. Yeah. Have you ever had any more seizures or episodes? Yeah, it was was funny. I I was 20 years ago, and then, like, maybe I was on a bike after that Mm -hmm. riding, and I hyperventilated and have a seizure. And so Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, the seizures are going to start, which was not. So it's kind of like the cancer. You just have to allow time. Take it one day at a time. Yeah. I mean, you just know that just live within this 24-hour period and say, okay, I have to do what I am need to do in this 24-hour period. Yeah. So you're, um, that was October 2021. So you're a little over, you're almost coming up on two years cancer-free now. Right. Right. And that, that's, I'm very that's, excited. In fact, when I made a year, I told my husband, you know, he's in retail. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I need this. I mean, I get a piece of jewelry. Yeah. Absolutely. Anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe every year. Right. Yeah. I mean, every month that's just keep celebrating. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's big. It is and, something to celebrate. And you know, and I think too, I'm very grateful for the machines and very mm-hmm. grateful for everyone that went through medical school to get yeah. to this point to then diagnose. And so the, the techs and just the radiology people, the fact that they they um, sacrifice their learning to, to help people like us, mm-hmm. you know, be able to go in and diagnose this is a blessing, you know, because um, this is the machines, you know, the machine that have at Pennington yeah. can diagnose all these things. Yeah, I mean, so. the technology is great, and it just keeps advancing all the time. Yes. yes. Awesome. Is there anything, like, you learned about yourself going through this experience? I think that um, priorities, I think your priorities, mm-hmm. you put, you, you may they may be out there and you're like, Oh sure. Yeah. Right. But I think for me, it's like just realizing what is so important and don't lose sight of that. Um, and then, and then also too, only by God's grace, mm-hmm. you know, I can't take credit for getting through it because it's only by God's grace. And that's thankful for him. Yeah. Continue to push me through whatever life comes, throws out any one of us, God's there to help you get through it. And so I'm grateful for that, that, um, I remember to go where to go. Yeah. You know, to get your strength, sure. you know? Awesome. Well, I mean, that's an amazing story. I'm so glad you're here to share it well, with thank us. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Mammogram. Get your mammogram. Yeah. Yeah. That's, really. I mean, that's, you started getting mammograms like at age 40. Yes. In fact, I want to, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And I'd had like a biopsy before mm-hmm. because of the cyst, the type yeah. they are. And of course they came back clear. And so, and obviously, so with me, it was that hormone. Yeah. That so um, that's crazy. What's the name of it again? I, I think, think it's any- estradiol. And I think, uh, and that may be the generic term. Mm-hmm. But um, I know a lot of doctors are against the hormone, and then they're like, talk to your GYN, make sure they would tell me, Diane, make sure that they want you to continue taking it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just... There's so what is the reason for taking it? The hormone, I guess it helps with menopause symptoms, hot okay. flashes, um, the bone density, I believe that yeah. I think it helps with that. And I know that that's another thing they have to check mm-hmm. with me because I'm not taking is my bone density to mm-hmm. make sure that um, that's still in check. But yeah, it's just, it's... I guess it's a side effect of taking a hormone you know, mm-hmm. that you could possibly develop breast yeah. cancer. And I had a friend of mine who told me that if you take away the hormone, and she's a physician, and she says, Diane, imagine estradiol being like um, miracle grow to a plant. Mm-hmm. She said, you, you take the estrogen, and it helps feed that um, growth, the cancer mm-hmm. growth. And so, but if you take it away, the plant dies. If you don't put the miracle grow on it, it's not going to be as vibrant. Whereas if you take the hormone away, it's going to, you know, it's going to, Mm-hmm. supposedly take the cancer away as well, you know. So, um, yeah, there's always that possibility, which is the reason why I'm going back. It could come up on the other side, it, you know, it yeah. could reoccur, you know. So that's why they want 
you know, to keep, keep going getting, back yeah. and getting mammograms and diagnostic. But I'm just going to keep focused on where I am and say, okay, well, I don't have it right now. And so let's just stay there and yeah. and not like I'm going to be in denial, but continuing go through the processes. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, do you want to do some um, rapid fire questions? Yes. All right. <laughs> what is one movie you could watch over and over again? Oh my gosh! Anybody that kn- Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. Everybody, the Wizard of Oz. My, fan? My, yeah. My Christmas tree is nothing but Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so anybody that knows me that's listening to this, yeah. they're, they're probably thinking I know what the answer that is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I love the Wizard of Oz. Do you like um like Wicked and stuff too? Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh. Are you excited yes, for the indeed. new movie? Yes. It doesn't come out for a while, Not but for yeah. A while. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, we had Christian Chenoweth. As one of our great performers in 2017, she came to perform with the symphony. I vaguely remember that. I didn't get to go. She was fabulous. It was funny because she had these stilettos on and she was trying to um, get on top of the piano. Uh, (laughs) And the symphony had just purchased this, you know, the Steinway. And we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to the top of the piano? Hope she doesn't scratch it with her shoes. Oh my gosh. But then you're thinking, okay, don't fall. But yeah, so she came. It was one of our great performers. I love that. Um, Are you into salty or sweet foods? Oh like, what's gosh. your go-to? Unfortunately, probably the sweet. What's your go-to probably sweet? Probably coconut cake. Coconut oh cake. Gosh, Ooh, yes, where, coconut. Where, do you, where's your, where do you get it from? You know, do you I make have, it? there's a guy that's in Covington, Zoe's Bakery, mm, okay. has the best um, coconut. And, of course, Ambrosia Bakery's got mm-hmm. the coconut cake. And then, really, to be quite honest with you, my husband <laughs> makes the best coconut cake. He's really good in the kitchen with yeah. um, baking, and so it's probably his coconut cake. Okay, it's I very love good. that. Um, are you going on any vacations this summer? We are actually the same physicians that um, you know, kind of like that are friends of ours. We're going on um, a trip to uh, in Europe. We're going to okay. go to yeah, and so that's like a little river cruise to celebrate. Okay, I think so. yeah. other people in our office are going on that too. Well, you know, it's funny during COVID. Of course, you couldn't do anything. So yeah. this is these are trips that we've just pushed back. Yeah, so same is, for the uh, yep. some other people. I've, yeah, wow, that should be so fun. I'm very excited about where y'all. Stopping on the cruise. So it's Rome. I think we start uh-huh. on Rome, and then I think we end in, where do we end in? Oh, my gosh. Um, Barcelona. Oh, so fun. Yes. That's going to be so awesome. Um, are you reading any books right now? Um, yes. Jesus um, Calling. So it's okay. probably a daily devotional. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And then Here Lies is, um, actually, she's a really good friend of mine. Um, Olivia Friedman is an okay. author. And Here Lies, she just published this book probably about a year ago. Um, really good. She's from Baton Rouge. Um, okay. and I've known her f- since she was probably three years old, but, um, she's a well, um, known author, published author now. Okay. So, so that's if, your recommendation yes, for others? Yes. Awesome. All right. So, um, if money's no object, what concert are you sitting front row for? Oh my gosh. Okay. So that would probably, probably Chicago. Oh my gosh, Diana Ross. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Like anything Motown related. Okay, yeah. Motown. I love Adele. that. I have not been to it. I have not seen Adele live. Okay, you should go to Vegas show. Yeah, she Adele. extended it. I know. So I saw you should that. go. You should yes. go to that. I heard it's great. I heard too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was asking me and Paul like, "Why don't you get Adele to come to Baton Rouge?" I'm like, "Oh, hello. Uh, oh, I don't oh. think so." <laughs> With, wow. Right. <laughs> uh, I think you answered this earlier, but how did you celebrate once you were cancer free? Yeah, I think that. Um, just the dinner and just, you know what, being with friends. And mm-hmm. I think more so than even celebrating is like, how can you let people know too that um, there's always hope, yeah you know? And so by celebrating your, um, what God's been giving you with, you always mm-hmm. want to pass it forward and just get everybody, you know, on board. Um, yeah. 
So I guess the celebration would be the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> True, because I can't stand to be in the kitchen. So I'm always looking for ways to get <laughs> okay, out. Okay, well, my, one of my next ones was, what's your favorite restaurant in Baton Rouge? Okay, that would have to be, uh, is Jay Alexander, I have two, Jay okay. Alexander's on Blue Body and Elbash on Blue Body. <laughs> All right. I mean, we go in there and it's like, hello, what would you like the usual? I'm like, yes, please. Awesome. I, those are great ones. <laughs> are you a dog person or a cat person? Probably a dog do dog. you have a dog? I do not. We do not right now. But I have, and actually, I say that. But I have a really good friend of mine. Girlfriend has a um a, a cat that to me I just adore Bella, but that cat is more like a dog to me. You know, I have, um, I have a cat that's very much like a dog too. Yeah, like, but it would be a dog. Okay. Yeah, we had one once, and I told you I was devastated when we lost her. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And then we with traveling. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just hard with a dog. You know. Um. What's your advice to somebody going who just got a cancer diagnosis? Um. Probably to consult, obviously, a really good physician to find out mm-hmm. where, what they can be prognosed with. And then, you know, I, and although I did not do this with, like, support system, but reach out to those who have, that you may have known, mm-hmm. have had gone through cancer. And I found that was helpful for me. I had a, somebody that um, reached out to me. I told mm-hmm. them about it. Um, and she called me to give me her story. And I think that's helpful. So to, to, my advice would be for someone to reach, if you're going through a breast cancer, if you're going mm-hmm. through... Um, you know, liver cancer, find somebody who's been in that boat and talk to them so they can expect. And I had a really good girlfriend who'd gone through the same type of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And she walked me through the form, through the machine. I mean, she yeah. was like, okay, this is what's going to happen next. And this is going to happen tomorrow. And then they're going to do this with you. I mean, play by play. So yeah. we knew what to anticipate. And I think that helps. And I mean, everybody knows somebody who's been touched by cancer. Right, like, right. And that's very crazy? rare that you don't yeah. know anybody when the fact that you know that now like before it would have been a death sentence and now yeah. it's like oh and my now gosh. we have people here to yes give the advice to help you through it and stuff um wow i think that's it is there anything else that you want to share with our audience let our audience know i i think just um i'm grateful to be here um mm-hmm. and also to just for the women out there and even men i know that they um they are encouraged the you know the mammograms for the breast mm-hmm. um and don't be afraid to go it's just it's you're in that you're in and out you know yeah um, yeah, and it's it's just it's like maybe 30, 45 minutes of your life, you know, yeah, that, that could, that could save, save your you. life. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's very very important with anything, whether it be a blood test for wh- anything like that. Just mm-hmm. you know, and for men especially, I think like go to the doctor. You know, yes, make sure you go <laughs> that's, to the doctor. That's always our push is trying to get men to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much for thank being here and so, sharing yes, thank sharing you for your story. Me. Yes, ma'am. All thank right. you so much. Perfect. Thanks for going beyond the chart. Follow Baton Rouge General on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for behind the scenes, upcoming episodes, and more. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review.